This is Rigged. I'm Terry Saka. Today, we're going to talk about the intrinsic value of Bitcoin and some of these other assets. Uh, there's a really big debate swirling around. Uh, happy Friday to everyone. It's a beautiful spring day. Uh, but uh, Bitcoin is a little twist here. So I'm going to give you just kind of a little bit of an angle um, that's not exactly taken out there. Now, some people have this position, but I just want you to listen through and understand why I'm going to make this claim, because I do understand Bitcoin uh, is probably looking to go to 100,000. I know people think it'd go up to a million. I mean, they're they're pretty positioned in it. Bitcoin is a currency replacement. It's designed to, it was anyway, it was pitched as a design of a form of money, which it's not exactly money, although definition of money is storage of value over time. Obviously, Bitcoin has done just that, hasn't it? Uh, but it, it, money is different. Money is something that can be taken, put in your pocket. It has anonymity. It is private. Oh, yeah, that's what Bitcoin was supposed to be or is, right? But folks, it's not. That's the thing about Bitcoin. It's not. Now, yes, there is a point-to-point transfer um, to some extent. Yes, it does have anonymity. You, you're just sitting here going, okay, I can do a transaction nobody knows. It's not going through a banking system. Um, it's not going to uh, go through a check clearing process. It, if it's a wire, it doesn't have to go to the Bank of New York and get vetted, you know, for red flag stuff. And it's just something that does have so a perception of value that is private. But here's the problem. It is in a blockchain and a blockchain really is transaction to transaction connected. If you just think of a, a chain itself, how each link is connected, this is exactly what blockchain is. And the crypto that you own has a very, let's say Bitcoin, has a very specific address and it's a doozy. So for any of you that haven't gotten into it, I totally understand. But just understand this is that the address that each of your coin or your wallet has is yours. It identifies that volume and that that Bitcoin. Well, here's the problem. If I'm an Intel agency, all I have to do and don't think for a second that they're not or they don't have the ability to get into the blockchain. I don't buy it for nothing. But once you have someone's address, you can go through a blockchain and find and don't think, oh my gosh, if you just look at like the NSA type of computer farms they have, the server farms, I mean, do they have unbelievable computer power? Governments. The computer power is so strong they can collect so much data. Now, we know this because Edward Snowden released tremendous amount of documentation showing how our intel agencies collect every single email, every single phone call. They Every kind of transaction on the internet has categories and they're collecting the data. And they have a huge server farm, probably a couple of them, uh, that control this data and information. 
And it's not exactly like they can just go in and say, okay, you know, let me check out John and see what he's doing right now. Although they could. I was told it's more like a pyramid scheme. When you think of a pyramid, they start out at the bottom rung. And if they have to, they can escalate it. They can go up the chain in all of the information and start digging and mining you. And then before you know it, every email, every credit card charge, every single thing that is digital becomes available right to the point they can probably, well, I was told it this way, that at the end of the day, I can tell you what kind of dog your neighbor has. How do you like that one? So the point is, it's an escalation issue. And from what I'm being told by the, you know, sources that are involved in all of it, is that the the information is there, but you know there's billions, if not trillions, of things uh, transactions taking place on a daily basis. So obviously, it's not being real time monitored. Well, here's the problem with that: artificial intelligence and quantum computing. Once we get quantum computing at a level, which it almost is, but once we get it at at a level that artificial intelligence can work right with quantum computing. You're going to be able to do literally millions of transactions a second and collect data in such a portfolio that within minutes they can have all the information in the world, who your contacts are, and go too deep, as they like to say, to their contacts, their contacts, and immediately resolve any issue they think they have with you. So that address that's attached to the cryptocurrency coin is very similar to um, anything else where they could take that address, go through the blockchain and they can find out every transaction you do with Bitcoin. So it's acting as a money source or a currency, but it does not have privacy like you think. Not even close. So what I would be recommending if you're going to be holding on to Bitcoin for or any type of coin like this for some time, don't think that they don't know. Don't think the IRS can't find out. Don't go there. Now, I don't know, you know, what the rules are exactly in the IRS. You know, when it comes to this, I know they're going to be looking into it. Once this pandemic stuff gets through, there's definitely going to be a division, if not already devoted to this. Don't think they don't know. You don't want to have some major money being made in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and not report it to the IRS. That is a really bad idea. Not only about not reporting, it becomes tax evasion, but at the same time, they could come up with even darker penalties to discourage ever again anybody doing it. So be very careful. If you make money, just just chalk it up as, as making money and report it because it's it's in the chain and they know. Now, when it comes to the value of Bitcoin, I understand that you know many believe it's going to 100000 beyond. Um, honestly, my take is it's probably more closer to zero. Zero. I know a lot of people find that hard to believe. Matter of fact, a lot of people think Bitcoin is going to displace and it will be a world currency uh, similar to right now. It's the U.S. dollar, which is our transactional global 
reserve currency, or at least the main one that people like to do for settlement. But don't think for a second that Bitcoin is going to be allowed to stay there. Now, I know there's an argument with it, but I'm just going to flip on the other side, folks. And you have to understand history, empires, governments. There is no way we're walking into a great reset and they're trying to realign the whole global economy and they're going to let you walk out the door with all of your your wealth in a, in a private Bitcoin. It's not going to happen. Like it is an example. The governments we've already talked about are coming out with their own central bank digital currency. Now, it's not a cryptocurrency. It's going to be, you know, the form of for that government. They're going to call it like a form of a fiat. Although I contend that the digital can be fiat because you, you can't take it with you. You know, at least a dollar bill or, uh, you know, with a hundred dollar bill in your pocket, nobody knows you have it. I could have you know, walk around, you know, with a thousand dollars in my pocket and nobody knows. Now, yeah, you could do that with Bitcoin, too, but it's digital. So if anything happens to the Internet, if it could be hacked, there's a myriad of, of problems. If I know that address, we can then track through. So as an example, China is leading the way. Now, remember, not only are they leading the way, but they got the OK from SWIFT. And SWIFT is the United States controlled interbank transfer system from bank to bank globally. And so the vast majority, just about all companies, as they do purchases globally, use SWIFT. It goes through a clearinghouse controlled by the United States. And it's a way banks transfer money from one to another. Now, Russia has created their own version of SWIFT. China and Russia definitely have been working on this. Um, SWIFT is what we were using as the control mechanism to keep countries in line. If you didn't do pretty much exactly what we wanted, we would cut you off of SWIFT. And that's not good because if you're cut off a of SWIFT, of course, then you can't do international transactions. Greatest example back in the day with President Obama, uh, there was a French bank that uh, went uh, against the sanctions and did business with Iran. And then they got multi, multi billion dollar fine handed down to them. But here's the problem. The fine was handed down because they uh, they avoided the sanction. And they bypassed what we decided, which was appropriate. Well, the bigger problem with that is they cut them off a swift. You either pay up this fine or you're never going to do international transfers again. Now, the irony of all that is we turned right around after we placed all that restriction and fine on a French bank, which is another country's bank. What did we do? We dumped literally billions into the lap of the Ayatollahs and we dropped off cash on the tarmac for them. So we were basically hypocrites, which we are all the time anyway, uh, especially on the left side of politics and the biggest hypocrites in the world. Please, you don't do anything. Even though we're doing it, you can't. That is just outrageous, but it is. It's true. So the SWIFT is what they use to control well, they're losing that element, but SWIFT gave the Chinese right now the okay. What does that tell you? It tells you they're letting the Chinese get the groundwork started on this technology, 
and then they're all going to implement it eventually. You see, China's digital currency is about to disrupt the money system itself. More than 60 countries have initiated moves to study the issuance of a digital currency. Now, for a while, they'll coexist with their equivalents on paper, like these dollar bills and such, and with the growing use of cryptocurrency as they stabilize their value. Welcome to the disruption of money. The repercussions will be enormous. Because these digital currencies, once taken hold, you better believe Bitcoin's going to zip zero negative. They're going to they're going to make it illegal to do Bitcoin as transaction. And some people say, well, you can't because then you have to control the Internet. I'm just telling you, folks, the governments can be pretty ruthless. And I don't believe I actually want to put on a conspiracy hat and say the cryptocurrency was created by our intel agencies to get people ready to accept a digital money system. Let them make money. Let them go out and, and think this is the greatest in the world. Let them rip it up. Let them, you know, I got a, a, some information, a little text message from my nephew, and he was all, you know, gigged up because he, he made a bunch of money on um, Dogecoin. And I said, yeah, I think it's awesome. I said, but remember, Dogecoin was created as a joke, so get ready to sell because there's really no intrinsic value there. Uh, but the point is, you know, they're really they're working up the psyche because who's kidding who? There's value in some of this cryptocurrency. Now, some of the cryptocurrencies, I believe, will stay around. They actually provide a service to the Internet, uh, especially like Theta and Litecoin can easily replace a banking system. I mean, there's some real good value in some of the crypto coins. Bitcoin itself doesn't really have anything like that. It's really more of just a form of money, global money that we can transfer from one to another. But you just have to understand that the central bank digital currencies are coming. I believe in the United States, we're probably two years, maybe three years away. It is a very bad idea. Very bad. Because once they take us cashless, and we no longer have the privacy of having money in our pocket and buying and selling from one another without the um, deep, dark eyes and overlords of the of the elite, then you'll understand. We need to always maintain a free form of currency. That's why I'm a big fan of obviously of silver and gold, because silver and gold is always money. Silver and gold can never go to zero, never has. And it is private. Now, one day they may make that illegal, uh, but silver is an industrial metal, so it's not the same. Gold, I can see as tier one, they might make illegal or the price will just be so inhibitive. But I like the tangible asset nature of it, something I can carry in my pocket. And that's the history of gold and silver. You see, you know, back in the day, merchants didn't want to, especially in China, they didn't want to go around with bags, heavy, heavy bags of gold and silver. So they created paper notes that they can take to an institution or some kind of bank and then exchange that for the physical gold and silver coin. It was a promissory note. But as all countries through history, they started printing promissory notes. They didn't have the gold and silver to back up and therefore it goes bust. But just understand that there is a big difference in value. I don't believe cryptocurrency. I do think we got to run here. Again, I think they're allowing it to happen because they're number one, they're working on the technology. 
They're getting it down for all the central banks to interact. Two, they're allowing China to take the lead. And you better know anybody that's taken a lead like the Chinese, they're communists. There's nothing good about it. It's truly about enslaving the masses. So when they get that serious, they're setting us up. Yes, you take advantage of it right now. Why not? Have some fun. Make some money in crypto. But understand that they can control the the passage of this digital world. They can turn on and off, literally per country, certain elements of the Internet. And don't think they can't turn off Bitcoin if they wanted to. So be very, very cautious because I do believe in the end of the day when these digital currencies become real, they're going to zero a lot of these big or a lot of these cryptos. They just are. Some of them will stay because they provide a really good service. But in the end, the government's central bank's digital currencies will be the only ones standing because that's what they're going to allow. So have fun while you can. I don't believe the value is going to be there forever. Um, of course, it could be a revolution of, of people, populist revolution of people around the world where maybe they revolt and don't allow this. I highly doubt it. If we let them lie to us about this pandemic, you know, the virus was real. And yes, it was an aggressive flu virus, but it was not a pandemic. They did not have to shut down the global economy. They did not have to destroy the system the way they did. They were doing it to get ready to set up the new world order. What they're calling now bluntly the Great Reset. So you better believe when they get ready to pull the trigger and these central banks all come down and say, okay, we're all ready to go digital, you're going to find a, a myriad of cryptocurrencies going right to zero because they have no tangible value. Unlike gold and silver, which at the end of the day, they, they mess with these prices, but it is a tangible asset that I can take anywhere, has privacy, we can barter and exchange, and it is real as it gets. You can't fake it. And you can't make it. And there's no alchemy going on here because they've been trying that for thousands of years. It is a gift from God, an implosion of a star, the creation of a star that gives us gold and the beauty of, of these precious metals. So, you know, I know many people don't want to hear that, but I'm just telling you, enjoy it while you can because they're letting us have it. But I really do believe in the end, it all, a lot of it goes to zero as these central banks take over. And we, the people, have to be mindful of that to sell off out of these digitals. Make sure you report that income. Don't hide it because the IRS will be mean, mean as a snake in the future. If you try to hide that income, just pay the tax if you've had a good profit and enjoy it. In the meantime, have fun with it, but just be ready to go into tangible assets with your wealth because it'll be the, truly the only thing we have to have some form of privacy against this digital enslavement that is coming. So I hope that helps. I hope it uh, encourages. And I know to some extent you're not going to like that kind of statement. It's a good argument to have, but you just have to understand the powers to be. And it'll make you feel a little bit better. So God bless each and every one of you. Catch you next week. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value. 
provide stability for your portfolio under the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.